This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 170. Um, I don't know, I never, I, I'm, I'm terrible at openings. Yeah, you choice. are. Are you sure it's episode 170 or Oh, not? 171, 171. Yeah. My okay. mistake. That's another one of Brandon's episodes because... I mean, yes, my Twitter handle is 161, but in high school I interchanged between 161 and 171 when I made prank phone calls for my address and phone number. So, uh, welcome everybody. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me, like I just said, kind of, on Twitter at BTTG161. I am doing awesome as always. You could follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, you already heard that he's here. You want to say a little ditty right now? A little ditty right yes. now. I knew you, that's my fucking cousin. I knew he was, <laughs> was going to say that. <laughs> yes, I am here. I'm ready to record the podcast. I am upstate New York, ready to go. I'm in upstate New York. Yeah, I no, no, I you, am. You are I not. Represent, I represent all of upstate New York right I gotta now. I got to disagree with you. I got to heavily disagree with you right now. <laughs> I think Niagara Falls represents more upstate New York than you. I've never been there. I want to go. It's a great place to get lost in the water. Really? Yeah. I uh, There was a news article uh-huh. about when, when I went to Niagara Falls. I almost fell in I, off the Maid of the Mist ship. And then they, they changed all the regulations and rules of the Maid of the Mist, which is the boat ride under the falls. Really? In in high school, they used to call some girl Niagara Falls. I never understood why, though. I have two <laughs> suspicions. I made everything up about Niagara Falls, by the way. But, yeah, I made everything up about that girl, too. Oh, I was going to have two suspicions. One being that she's either really, like, gigantic. Uh-huh. Or one that she's just, like, a whore where everything's all the time. Or it's not her fault that she got a white set vagina and a heavy flow. Well, heavy flow that wouldn't that wouldn't be Niagara Falls, unless yeah. Ni- unless it's nighttime. Niagara Falls gets lit up in different colors. Ooh, that sounds pretty. But this is a professional wrestling talk program for you guys. Uh, obviously, the chemistry is not working anymore from Dave and I. So this is it. This is the two minute episode. This is it. That's all you're getting. Um, do we do mark out one of the week or just end it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's kick it off with some fan questions and comments. Uh, last uh, two weeks ago on episode 169, um, a comment came in. I guess while we were recording 170. So uh, we'll read that now from Jasmine. It says, "Hey guys, thanks for another awesome episode of Marking Out." I'd like to start off by wishing Brandon a very happy birthday. Thank you. By the way, how did you get so good at all these impressions? Seriously, it's pretty cool. Uh, Let me answer that first. I don't know which impressions you're talking about. I would love to know which which specific impressions. 
because I've been told that every single one of my impressions are worse than dog shit. It's probably <laughs> pretty much him telling himself that. I think he should no, everybody sa- sending it out there. Everybody says my impressions are terrible and off. So I think you should be doing some voiceover acting. I don't know. But then she goes on to say, this question is a non-wrestling related one. What is your favorite game console of all time and why? Thanks again for the podcast episode at Reverse Enemissage. That's a good question. Of all uh, time, what do you got, Nintendo? No, I'm thinking I'm going between N64 and uh, Sega. Why, why Sega? Because, well, why Sega is because my grandparents used to have uh, Sega Genesis, and I used whenever I went over their house, I used to always play it. Why did and your grandparents to, have Sega? Huh? Why did your grandparents have Sega? Dude, my grandma loves it. Seriously? Plus, yeah, that's she used to always play that in Sonic. Uh, I think it was Kevin's though. Um, but yeah, no. I, so I used to always play Sonic, the Spider-Man games, NHL '94. Uh, which is the best hockey game out there. Um, and then the SNES because of No Mercy and uh, those other video games that are like that one. Well, I would have to say either. Well, it's different though on different levels because, yeah, Nintendo 64 got me through a lot of nights. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Because, you know, I wasn't out there being social. Eh. I, was, I was inside playing WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy. Or 007 Goldeneye. But uh, aside from that, I'd have to say PlayStation 3 up until this past week, which I'll talk about later. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to put Nintendo up there, too. See, that's what I said. Like, just like for the, like, nostalgia factor of it and how it introduced so much to, like, and how, like, as a young kid, it took up so much of my time, even just playing the regular Nintendo just because how uh, engaged you get with the video games. I mean, I could sit with a Nintendo. I could probably sit with an NES uh, today and probably play a video game for like six hours. I could not do that with the Nintendo. I could easily see myself doing that if I'm playing like a Zelda, The Legend of Zelda or something, or one of the Mario Brothers games. Didn't they say that you had a problem uh, in like the er- the earlier years when you were in college playing with your Wii a lot? No, no, no. Um, sometimes it it kind of gets the don't, only problem that there is is where is where you swing it, where you swing the stick a little bit, and it goes flying off. Um, that, I, that just gets dangerous. I heard that you would swing your stick into the hallway very much often times, and it would just be like a. Uh, well, it used to be fun. It used to be funny and get a good laugh. I mean, if once my Wii hit someone in the face, I mean. <laughs> It's it's just funny, and and we used to always just yell out, "Oh, you got weed in the face!" It's just funny. Yeah, and he still does that to this day to his parents. So, oh, <laughs> what? Tell me you don't. <laughs> Moving on to the next comment question from this past <laughs> week's episode, we have Biggie commenting. Well, hold up before. Okay, go on. What? No, I was going to ask if you wanted to continue with Jasmine's. Oh, but that's what, right. was there more? No, no, because how she wrote into this week's too. Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll just we'll wait till. Okay, sounds good. We'll go down the list. Yeah, so Biggie wrote in saying, Brennan, 
Dave and the rest of you marks, I'm devastated by the lack of riots in the streets, knowing that your favorite IC champ of all time lost to Bad News Barrett. Let's have a moment of silence for my amazing reign. Uh, Mr. Biggie, uh, it's a moment of silence. You're, you're heavily breathing right now. No offense. Now on to what everybody wants, five degrees of E. One, the referee who missed the blatant eye rake that cost me my rematch. Two, WWE shop, why isn't there more Big E merch? Three, the commentator, or I'm sorry, the commenter who thinks that I need to be heel to bang Rosa Mendez. Four, Brandon and Dave, I think I sound plenty funny, and I'm the most over superstar in WWE. And five, Brandon, happy birthday. Wow, I'm, I'm very happy to see that the Five Degrees of E uh, is back on the, web, on the website. Uh, first of all, I guess thank you to Biggie Langston for wishing me a happy birthday. Yeah, we understand that you have a, a very uh, busy schedule, so getting online isn't really uh, something that you're able to do too often. Yeah, I would assume you're down in NXT trying to learn how I, to wrestle. Yeah, whatever you want to do Except down there. Except I've seen your matches on TV and, well, it's clear that you're not doing that, so. Yeah, I, I mean, compared to the current IC champ, Bad News Barrett, who does know how to wrestle. Yeah, and he's been trained for many years, so. And he could cut a promo. Yeah, he can. So... I guess moving on, Dave, you could take this one. <laughs> um, you want to split it? I'll do two paragraphs. You do two. I'll do two. Yeah, sure. All right. Cheers for, uh, cheers for the unexpected shout-out on last week's episode. A few weeks ago, you said you'd like to hear any suggestions for improvement or constructive criticism we might have for your show. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. You see, even though the quality of Monday Night Raw is less consistent than JBL's heel commentary, every episode marking out is awesome, as always. You didn't even say that in your opener. Yeah, Thank I did. Did you? Yeah, which means you don't even listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for, for the entertainment. Thank you very much for the compliment. Uh, if I could make one suggestion to improve the WWE product, though it would be for the company and particularly the announcers to try actually being sub, uh, subtle, 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 subtle. <laughs> In recent months, some of the best interviews and promo segments have taken place on the WWE app and the backstage fallout shows on the network. I wish more people were seeing these. I guess three hours just isn't enough on Raw. But if there are any, if they, if there are any, anything like me, oh, if they are anything like me, geez, they didn't want to download the app because of the overbearing way the WWE shoved it down viewers' throats for months. I don't have a way to download the app. You mean they didn't tell you? No, I'm like I don't have a way to download the app. Jeez. When something catches on and becomes hot, they either ignore it completely or go so overboard and pushing and referencing that they make people sick of it. Like a radio station that plays a news song so many times it goes out of style in one day. Kind of like a Katy Perry song. No. Eh. No. Eh. More like a Macklemore song. 
Macklemore. Yeah. Fandangoing, as WWE quickly labeled it, wasn't going to last forever, but it was a craze. Just about everybody wanted to join in with until they had Jerry Lawler stand in the ring and awkwardly tell everybody how cool and uh, fun it was and ask them if they wanted to join in and Fandango alongside him, uh, along with him. That literally killed me. I remember when that happened, man. Yeah, I actually forgot about that moment. That literally killed me. And it's not even just that. It's like... It happens more often than not that Lawler is trying to do something hip, and it's like, stop. Dude, you're in your 60s. Please, just like, stop, stop doing the yes chant. Stop talking about being on Adam Rose's Express. Stop talking about hanging out with a different diva every single day. Yeah. It's just pathetic. Just like explaining a joke ruins it, and just like a kid's parent uh, using teenage slang suddenly makes it uncool. Well, they, hey there, kids. These rolls are fresh out of the oven. Isn't that banging? <laughs> they made <laughs> they made fans feel like they were put on the spot and expected to perform like monkeys. And they made the whole thing lame and embarrassing. Would you like to continue? Five. Four. I'm just kidding. They did the same thing with doing the yes chant for Daniel Bryan. By corporately branding it, the Yes Movement, having Brian pander to the crowd and get them to do the chant for way too long at times, which they did because people really like Brian. And having Colin Lawler talk about it in the same phony members of the WWE Universe are now members of the Yes Movement way. Brian's rise to the top of the WWE had a rebellious spirit that was not some corporate invention. It was exciting and organic. Before you continue, because the rest of it isn't on the same page as that, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think the yes movement and the yes chants are, um, are perfectly fine. I mean, it's no, not... No, but if, if, they're <clears throat> fuck, if, if Cole and Lawler are sitting there telling you to do it, that's such bullshit. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I don't... I mean, personally, I, I haven't... I don't recall them telling me to do it. They always sit there doing it. Yeah, I don't think that they should be doing it because they look stupid. But I don't see the yes move, the yes chance uh, going down as quickly as Fandangoing did when Lawler did it in the ring. I feel like the yes chance are going to continue as we, I mean, we've seen it. Well, we saw the Fandangoing uh, live. Uh, sporting events. And it's a shame that people still want to do the Fandango stuff. It's just Jerry Lawler completely like... Yeah. And WWE shoved it down your throat. But I do see the yes chance uh, continuing a lot longer than the Fandangoing ever did. Well, we shall see. It's going on, what, two years now? Uh, Yeah, WrestleMania which, 28? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... The most recent example was the painful, cringeworthy way the announcers tried to sell Adam Rose's Exotic Express act. Lawler saying, we're going to go, wait, we're going to a party. No, we're going to party. See, I can't read it in Lawler's voice and, and read correctly. Everybody loves to party. And Cole doing his intentionally embarrassing dance. It's the, imba- it's the embrace of death, and it's so damaging to what they're trying to promote that they make everything they touch less popular than if they said nothing. You can't force something to go viral, and people know when you're trying to force it. 
if something manages to go viral slash get over, you stand back and let the fire spread. The more the announcers say the Demon Kane, have you seen the Demon Kane? The Demon Kane can't be controlled because he's the Demon Kane, Jerry. The more I start to hate hearing it, even if it was fine to begin with. In summation, I hereby conclude that the WWE would have more popularity, exposure, uh, and success if they tried to walk the line between completely ignoring something and hammering it into the ground. I yield the rest of my time. Sincerely, Violent, the number one, number five, Mark, Rick, David. Awesome. So thank you for that. Um, and I completely agree 100% with this. Yeah, I I agree as well. I mean, I I, I don't mind hearing the Demon Kane. I I I prefer hearing the Demon Kane, uh, just because it reminds me that they are trying to keep him a, a just monster. Because it reminds you that there is demon semen out there. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You never know. You never know. And he did not put it in there, but you could go follow him on Twitter at Violent Rick. Next question comment comes from Justin. Oh my god, the first shameless plug was awesome. Awesome episode as always. Did you guys see the rumors of a new t uh, TNA video game? I hope it's true. At Justin DeRosa316. And then there's a follow-up question to that. Well, it's comment. comment. Never mind about the TNA game. It's mobile. But fuck TNA. <laughs> um, so, wow. I did, I did see the, the TNA game. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I saw, I guess, uh, they had a trailer for it. Um, did you see the trailer? Yeah. Yeah, it looks so awesome. It looks like one of the old uh, WWE, uh, WWF Warzone. Uh, like like uh, for PlayStation, the original games, how those look, like WWF Attitude. Yeah. Like it looks... But the graphics, like the faces look good at least. Yeah, but like the way that they move in the ring and yeah, it, perform the moves, it's just like that. I can see the bad. controls being the exact same way too. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so don't get too excited as, I mean, just like in your second comment. Yeah, that trailer was awful. Uh, the next comment is from Jasmine. Hey guys, I know I commented late on last week's episode, but I'd also like to comment on this one as well. First of all, I absolutely love the bit where Dave read the shameless plugs to the tune of the Mexican hat dance. I was on the train ride home, and I couldn't help but laugh. People were staring at me strangely. Thinking about it now, I should have told them to listen to Markin' Out. Anyway, thanks for the entertaining episode. I look forward to hearing more. By the way, I actually am studying for my finals that are next week. Wish me luck. At Reverse and Massage. Uh... Yeah, we read your last week's comment already, and well, she maybe knows this week. That. Yeah, maybe for the shameless plug this week, maybe we'll do something, uh, something clever like last week. Don't don't try and push it, Dave. Don't I don't, don't be Jerry and, and I don't Cole. know. I don't know. I'm right uh, now something popular, and you're Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah but right. Good luck on your finals. Yes. Good uh, luck. Kick ass. Study hard. And uh, yeah. Thank you for having fun with the Mexican hat dance stuff. And yes, tell people to listen to Marking Out. <laughs> um, and then we have a comment question from Broski Ben. Hey, Marks. Awesome episode this week. And happy belated birthday to Brandon. Thank you. My question for you this week is, 
What do you think about the current three-man band or three-and-a-half-man band versus Los Matadores storyline? Personally, I love it. It, uh, it not only has good matches, but it's entertaining. Their comedy skit during Drew McIntyre versus Sin Cara this week on Superstars was hilarious. Anyways, what do you think? All the best, Broski Ben at Ben Henderley's. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, enjoying this little feud, I guess you'd say. I'm a big fan of it. I am always a fan of, uh, uh, I guess, little people wrestling. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm always a fan of that. I, I'm a fan of everything that they're doing in the ring. It's so entertaining. Their matches are very entertaining. The crowds are... It, the crowds are getting more involved with these matches uh, compared to your average diva match. So I think they're doing a very good job. I just don't want it to get, like, I don't know. I don't want it to get stale. Yeah, I really thought that it was going to end after TLC, after that big match. But it does look like you can... Well, no, you got to have a a four-on-four. Four, or three-on-three, three, I mean. No, yeah. four-on-four. Wait. Wait, how are they doing this? I just realized it's an uneven. Team. Maybe they'll bring in someone. Maybe they'll bring in Sin Cara. Uh, maybe to join the other side. Um, so he, I guess, Sin Cara could battle Hornswoggle and uh, El Torito because he's about the same size. No, he's um, not. Is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I think we just got sued for that one. <laughs> All right, let's get on to some SmackDown. Yes, let's kick it off with the bad, shall we? Sounds good to me. There are no bads. Woo! Let's just, there's no, I don't think there's bads for Raw either. Let's stop making that joke Jeez. every single week. Spoiler. <laughs> let's um, kick it off with the middles then, yeah. shall we? Uh, we have Layla and Fandango defeating Emma and Santino. This, uh, for me, this match didn't really do that much. Yeah, it, it didn't really do anything. It didn't really. But I like the continuation, at least, of Emma using the pink cobra. Yeah, I think it's still it's getting over with the crowd, um, especially the uh, younger audience, which is always a good thing for Emma. Um, it's a good way to start building uh, her character and building herself. Yeah, and can I just say Layla? Damn. She's she's hot. Yeah, like uh, how she's got to be what like thirty something now. Well, just because you're in your thirties doesn't mean you can't be attractive. No, I'm not saying that at all. But there's at one point you turn from like a teen heartthrob to to what is it a teen heartthrob? Does that sounds like something g- girls would say for boys? Uh, I don't know. Like there's a point where you turn from like that chick that's mad hot to oh she's starting to be. 30-year-old, 40, oh, so now, now she's cougar. So now she's looking like the mature... Yeah, uh, like that, yeah. Adult hot. Yeah. I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> um, we also have in the middle is El Torito and Matadores. Defeat- Los Matadores. Los Matadores, defeating three-man band. And Hornswoggle. Yes, well, I I call him part of it. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, this match was a good match. There's a lot of good spots. Um... I, I was a big, big fan of, uh, uh, what was it, Heath Slater uh, getting physical with Hornswoggle. Kind of, I don't know, are we going to see Slater kicking Hornswoggle out, or could we see three-man band standing off for Hornswoggle and kicking Slater out? Oh, I don't know. 
I mean, for being so rough. Um, I guess it's something to note that during the match, JBL made a comment about how Torito might not be from Mexico and how Los Matadores may not be from Mexico and they have no idea because they're under the mask. And Michael Cole goes, yeah, they could be from Puerto Rico. It's ah. like... It's like, oh, I just want to, oh, I can't stand when they do that. I know. It, it's like, it, it's like a, a joke that a, a real heavy Mark would make. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like it's, the Mark, it's, it's not exactly, like, it's like when they first started wrestling. Well, did the people ever chant Primo and Epico or no? No. Dude, even when they were Primo and Epico, they didn't chant Primo and Epico. Oh, okay, relax. Come on. Screw you. Come on. Um, yeah, but I think jo- jokes like that are so dumb, especially when it's coming from the commentary that should be professional with it. Um, and like I said, I think it's a, a heavy duty Mark joke, which I mean, not to insult. I mean, it's no, not an insult. Him. Yeah, fuck that. But, and I'm sure him. everybody listening to this show would agree that there are some fans that you just can't stand because they're, they just take it to all another level. Um, I do like I do like that uh, Heath Slater got pinned by El Torito. Yeah, possibly still leading, uh, keeping up with uh, maybe a little bit of a kickout going on with Three Man. Uh, let's get on to the goods. Yes. Um, the opening bout: Sheamus defeated Ambrose um, in Dean Ambrose's rematch for the uh, U.S. Championship. Yeah, I like uh, Sheamus hit Dean Ambrose with the rolling fireman's carry on the outside of the ring. Yeah, it looked very cool. Um, it took two bro kicks to put Dean Ambrose away. That second bro kick, man, that was so awesome. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It could have probably taken one bro kick, but Ambrose, uh, I guess, uh, using his uh, ring awareness, rolled out of the ring after getting hit with it. Yeah. So well, all, then that means he wasn't knocked out or anything. No, but still good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you had bad news, Barrett and uh, Cesaro defeating RVD and Biggie. Like, uh, dang it! No, Biggie uh, Langston. Biggie. <laughs> Biggie Langston. I like. Uh, well, one point, I kind of popped for this big time. One point, uh, RVD was on his knees, and Barrett was taunting, and he just hopped up on both feet and hit him with a wheel kick. Yeah. It's like. How do people do that? Like, I can't be on my knees and hop up to two feet. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of things that RBD does that I'm very amazed by. But as you mentioned uh, in the previous podcast, I'm, I could see where RBD isn't fitting in. You mean like the ending of the match? Yeah. Like, it's not, RBD, it's, not, it's not saying that he doesn't have it anymore. It's just he doesn't fit in with the uh, wrestlers currently in WWE. Like, his style. Well, that's not true at all. I just feel like his style doesn't fit anymore. Rob Van Dam is not always about hardcore. Yeah, but his style isn't in it doesn't fit anymore. I don't know. But what about the ending? Whose fault was that? When RVD went for the kick and, and it missed Cesaro? Or he went it went to he went to hit Cesaro, but Cesaro ducked and it was supposed to hit Biggie Langston, which like I don't even know if it connected. Well, if Biggie Langston, Langston not close it, enough, and Langston sold it, and it looked like shit, it has to be Biggie. I mean, Biggie, if you're supposed to be, you have to know where you have to be during but the spots. That, but Biggie, where was in like a relative distance from, like you can't be anywhere closer to Cesaro. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just a Cesaro tough Cesaro was to do. there. Cesaro had to, to duck the kick, and Biggie Langston was standing there. RVD needed to be closer on his kick. I think I think overall a kick like that is tough to do. Like it's tough to skip over a person to hit the other. Like unlike a sidekick where like or a super kick where you could easily miss the first person, the intended person, and hit the person behind them because you have that like you're gauging how far you're kicking, but with the spinning kick. It's it's tough. I don't know, dude. I think a spinning kick, you're you're right there to see it. And, I don't know. and WWE, I guess, even agrees with me saying how terrible it was because they didn't even show that on the replay. That's funny. Yeah. We um, also we have Rusev defeating Kofi Kingston. Uh, again, Kofi Kingston killed it in this match. And uh, again, uh, Rusev showed more emotion while doing the accolade. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm seeing good things out of Rusev and Lana, and I could see them uh, going places. I mean, I could see this gimmick actually like working. China and and Hawaii or yeah. like places in Why WWE. Why not? Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Mark Henry. I didn't understand why have a match like this just based off their past. I guess based off the past, but also to make... I mean, you don't have to make Roman Reigns look stronger than he is already. Well, it didn't... Like, there's obviously... the. What would you say the shield is? Face? The shield? Yeah. And Mark Henry's obviously face. Yeah. But, so I mean, it's isn't, like, it more, isn't it more the authority putting Roman Reigns versus Mark Henry? But even... No, Mark Henry said that he had a score, a score to settle. Oh. Before that, there's a pre-match, uh, uh, not a bumper, a commercial, not a commercial, a promo. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Mark Henry's like, I have, a, I have a score to settle, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that match, like, yeah, it made Roman Reigns look strong, but to me, it made Mark Henry look weak. Because well, I think I think that they've, that's been the current trend, where Mark, Mark Henry's look opponent looks strong and Mark Henry looks weak. Um, I just, I don't get it. I think it's unfortunate. I mean, I really, I think everybody listening would like to see Mark Henry uh, look strong as opposed to weak, especially because I think everybody wants to see Mark Henry as a WWE champion at some point. I wouldn't say everyone, because back when little Brandon, not little Brandon, but when when I was cheering for Mark Henry. Is that what you call it? No, 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 no. I was referring to a younger Brandon. (laughs) <laughs> back when a younger Brandon was cheering for Mark Henry, everyone's like, why? Nobody cares about him. And it's like, he's so good. I don't understand how people freaking boo him. Well, I think that the entire thing now is because people are recognizing uh, what he has accomplished in the WWE and how he has been with the company for so long and all that he's given. I think it's more of that. Yeah, as- what's he going on? 16 years now, I think. He's been there for a while. I think since um, 96, right? I'm unsure. But he also did leave the company for that short uh, amount of time. But what, what did he do? He didn't leave. He went and lost weight. Yeah. I think they released him. I thought oh, WWE sent him down to OVW. That's what I thought. I, I don't Big remember. Big Show did that route too. But either way, I still I respect the hell out of Mark Henry and all that he's done. And uh, I would love to see more of him. I thought you were going to say I would love to just shake his hand. 
Yeah. I don't know why I um, thought you were That Samoan drop looked really cool. Yeah, and that, again, made, made Roman Reigns look powerful, made him look strong. And it just only says that Mark Henry is that damn good. He knows how to make – he can make – I think he can make majority of anybody uh, look powerful. I mean, especially because of his size, it's one of those uh, – uh, you're in that position where you could um, – make wrestler make other wrestlers right um so i think it's awesome yeah we also had uh batista taking on seth rollins uh batista won via count out are you are you okay with that um i didn't like the ending of that i don't i didn't like how oh batista threw him or Seth Rollins missed the dive, basically, and yeah, missed the dive. Went right into the commentating table. It's like I, to me that I don't, I don't believe that. I I believe it, but I would have liked to see a finish to the match because it was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, that's right, Batista had a good match. Yeah, but it wasn't Batista who had the good match. It was Seth Rollins who made him have a good match. Yeah, but I still think no buts, Jim. Job. I think Batista did a good job. Um, the Wyatts. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, After the match, oh yeah, he attacks Seth Rollins, and I just want to know at what point does somebody get fined for continuing a beatdown after a match? I don't think they ever do. Yeah, they do, and it's not just WWE that does it. I think did TNA have something like that too? I don't know. Uh, don't put TNA and WWE in the same boat, buddy. But wrestling in general, you get fined for beating people up. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, they've had that for a long time. I mean, it's not on the you same terms. You always get fined. WWE fines you if you're beating people Can up. Can you give me an example at some point? I probably can't, but next, I know there's... Like, if next week you could give me an example, I'd buy into it. But fans, I mean, I, I... Fans, help me out since my memory isn't great. I mean, I know that they you get fined for attacking referees and stuff like that, but post match beatdowns are more yeah, uh, reverse decisions. And especially if you win the match, they they should always flip the decision if you're beating them up. Yeah, that, that's that, the thing. They should I have mean, they should have flipped that decision and disqualified Batista for not breaking it. Yeah, they should they should have done the DQ as opposed to fining. But they fine people. I know they have to. There's no way I'm making that. I, up. I There's don't know. no way I'm making that up. I think so. Uh, Wyatt's defeated John Cena and the Usos in what was a good match. Luke Harper picking up a victory following a big discus clothesline. Um, I thought overall it was a good match. I just don't I don't like how the Usos got put into this match and like lost, being that they're tag team champions and everything. But uh, like they and like they got grouped in with Cena and everything, and I don't think they should have been in that with position. But with them getting grouped in with Cena, I mean, you're kind of forcing a setup of the Wyatts, Wyatt families versus the Usos for the tag team chi- uh, titles. Right. Even, though, even like, if that's not like uh, your intentions, like obviously your intentions is the whole thing versus John Cena, but it kind of it just makes the Usos look weak to uh, the Wyatt family. And that's like we haven't really seen much from the Usos. Like how many title defenses have we seen from them? I don't know. I don't even remember. We've seen a few. I know we we've seen a few. I just I'm saying like they're not yeah. they're not memorable enough to have Every, the champions lose like that. Well, that's the thing. The Uso matches are getting very repetitive. Um 
I, I'm still fascinated by the Usos because every time I watch it, I always see like Head Shrinkers 2.0. Like, uh, I'm a, I'm just a big fan of that factor because I was a fan of the Head Shrinkers growing up. Were you a fan of the Samoan SWAT team too, or no? You don't even know who that no, is. No, I, I, I didn't watch that back then. You didn't watch WCW? No, I was never a big WCW fan. But like when I did look up the Samoan SWAT team and everything, I was. I thought that was awesome. They were with Paul Heyman for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was very cool. Um, let's move on with some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Where do you want to kick it off? With the middles, obviously. Yes, let's do the middles. All right. First middle, we have RBD defeating Jack Swagger. Um, during the during the match, we had the not even during the match. Like yes, the bell rang, but it was right before they started wrestling at, at anything. They had the Exotic Express come out. Is that what they're called, or is that yeah Exotic Express? Are you positive? Buds. Yeah, I don't think that's the Exotic Express. They actually have a bus for that. Yeah, I guess if you want to say the Exotic Express is the bus, and they're the Rosebuds. Yeah, so the Rosebuds came out, and then Adam Rose came out, and. Uh, I guess it, it caused a distraction for RVD. Yeah, I still well, love the well, fact... It caused a distraction to Swagger, my mistake. Yeah, I, I love the fact that Swagger went to attack Adam Rose, and Adam Rose just fell back into the, uh, I guess, crowd surfing. Yeah. I thought I was a big fan of that. Um, overall, I'm, I'm always mark out a little bit to seeing who's a part of the Rosebuds, just because it's all a bunch of NXT wrestlers. That Not haven't always. been on NXT television yet. Not always, though. No, not always, but there's always at least three of them. So who'd, mean, you, who'd you mark out seeing? Huh? Who'd you mark out seeing, Bliss? Yeah, I actually did because I didn't even – I actually – what's funny is I didn't even reckon, realize it when I watched it live. It was until I saw a picture on Adam Rose's Twitter that I saw Alexa Bliss was in there. Um so I thought that was very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have you have uh, uh, what's his name, Rose uh, Rose Strawman or whatever, the world's strongest man. One of them. Yeah. Uh, you have the guy that's imitating Frank Gotch with the mustache. This week you had a producer from NXT as one of the people you had um, a female wrestler. I forgot her first name, Knox, um, with a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, but basically, stuff. basically that Adam Rose caused a distraction on Swagger. Swagger turned around. RVD hit him with a sidekick, and then a five star frog splash. Um, after RVD, did you notice after he hit Swagger with a kick, he like made like an oh my god like face, like he covered his mouth and stuff. It seemed. I don't know. It just like what was that? And I think after RVD won, he should have danced with Adam Rose yeah. instead of just awkwardly walking through them to the back. I thought that was very bad. I mean, at least Ziggler stayed with them. Yeah, and he I danced. That, Ziggler danced and everything. I thought that RVD should have stuck around, even if he he didn't even do the taunt on the entrance ramp. Yeah, He should have at least got in the group, done the taunt, the RVD taunt, and then wait till Adam Rose goes to the back area. Don't just leave them. Right. I think I think that's damaging, um, especially think, being a veteran wrestler. I don't think damaging. It's just it doesn't. Well, it it just shows that a veteran wrestler doesn't give a crap. 
Oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, <clears throat> you want to go with next? Uh, we had Paige defeating Alicia Fox. Uh, obviously, Alicia Fox has been training big time, but I don't get why, like, why have her... Well, let's... You're going to go to the post-match already? No, no, no. I was going to say, why have her tear apart Paige the whole match? Like, she's not champion. And I think is. it's just... I think it's just to build... I mean, that's the thing. I don't think it should... If you're going to have her tear apart anybody, it shouldn't be against Paige. Um, even though it should be noted that Paige is uh, able to be defeated. But it's, um, it's like... Well, no. I mean, she's she won. Yeah, no, but she's able to be beaten down, like defeated during the match. And that I just don't understand why have somebody like Paige, who is champion, get beat down by Alicia Fox, who's nothing. To make it real. It's, but instead of having somebody like, I don't know, Naomi, who's not champion. And the way that well, Alicia were, Fox even lost, it was like 20 seconds after Fox was just dominating Paige, like just, oh, no, Paige is well, back, she's good. She's if, good you put the, if you put Alicia Fox versus anybody else, nobody's going to give a crap. Straight, And the total divas were already being used on the uh, event very poorly. Yeah. So, I mean, you really have nobody else to put her in the ring against but for Paige. Paige. But for Paige to come back with the Paige Turner so fast, after I thought literally was, being beat down. I love it. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's the thing. Like, me and you always differ about that. You never like it when a wrestler could get beat, beaten down and then come back like that and, like, hit their finisher like that and win the match. Right. Um, it doesn't, it I, just doesn't make sense. I love it. And I love the fact – I love it for the fact that uh, that's why you have finishers, and especially, like, on RKO or the page turner. You never know when a move like that can be brought uh, – can be used in the ring – um, it could be out of nowhere after being beaten down, but once you hit that move, the match is over. But it's that doesn't, I love like it. it doesn't make sense. That makes Alicia Fox look weak. But that's how it. No, it, it does. I don't think it makes her look weak. I she think it was makes just, that move. She was tearing Paige apart. Uh, yeah, but I think and it then just, just makes like the, that, Paige Turner. I just think that the it makes the move, the finisher move. It's called the finisher for a reason. The, yeah, but it, it just makes the finisher move look strong. But then right after the match, Alicia Fox got up and out of the ring and started moving around. Okay, so, so that, that's like, the, that doesn't that finisher didn't do anything. That's the but she still sold it for as long as she needed to. I thought the northern count. I thought that the northern light suplex that Alicia Fox did was very awesome. Uh, by the way, just wanted to toss that out there. Um, uh, then yeah, as you mentioned, post-match, Alicia Fox flipping out. And it, like um, flipping out or losing it. Like she started making out with Jerry Lawler and shit. Making out with Jerry Not Lawler. Not really making out, but she was like kissing them and stuff. It was weird. Uh. Or am I, am I thinking of, uh, I think you're, main event? I think you're seeing what you want to see. Main event, she was kissing them. I don't know. She, yeah, she because she was trying to make, make up for, she wasn't kissing them. She yeah, was she kissing. Kissed, she kissed She gave them. a kiss to the... Uh, she kissed the both ring, of them. The ring guy. She kissed more people. I don't know. Um, yeah, she sprayed around the what is it? A uh, an energy drink or a soda can into the first row. She slapped everybody. She put. Uh, she marched off with JBL's hat. I was a big fan of it. I, I uh, something that helped the segment a lot to help this go over was apparently the commentators had no clue she was going to do that. Seriously? Appar yeah, apparently they were not in on it. 
and only Alicia Fox and the referee knew what was going on. So that that, that maybe shows JBL's terrible acting, then. It, you know what? Because he was it kind could, of like laughing and like he can't improv, right? These people on which I don't I don't think he can't improv. I don't want to say that because I don't know how much of the APA stuff was improv, and that stuff was great from what I remember. Well, people change. I mean, obviously, right now when they were put on the spot, they weren't able to do. I mean, I I thought it was fine. I thought it was more shocking. Like they had more shock and surprise looks on their face, which I think is good. It goes with everything. Um, I was a fan of it. I like this I, new side of Alicia Fox. I did like it. I just thought it was just like, what is why? What's happening? There's one thing that they have to be very, very careful for. They cannot the in neck any joke. What the tie neck choke that she did on main event? No. Let me finish. Um, they the one thing that they cannot do at all is make any reference to her losing it, being crazy psychotic, anything Uh-oh. like that. Because once you do those references, you're also uh, comparing her to AJ. Because AJ had that as well, where she had that entire gimmick going. Well, and next week on Raw, you'll hear Jerry Lawler say, <laughs> she just reminds me of AJ. Yeah, that's the one thing that they cannot do. Because you want these two people to be two separate gimmicks. AJ, uh, AJ, uh, Alicia Fox cannot have a crazy gimmick. But I don't think she's going crazy. It's just like she's just she's, fed up. She's nuts. She, I don't, you, no, no nuts. Don't even use the word nuts. She's fed up. She's pissed off, fed up with being unused. That's how it has to be. It cannot be nuts, crazy, psychotic. Cannot be any of those words. And she was yelling out underrated, like she's not yeah. underrated. I think she is. I think she's talented. But she's not underrated. She's where she needs to be. Yeah, I think she is. But she's also done a lot with with the company, for the company. And I think she could be up there uh, higher than she is currently being used. I don't know. I mean, she, I mean, she definitely put in hours of training. So Yeah, she's been training very hard. And, and we, not- see, we see some – I'm, I'm going to assume Sarah Del Rey taught her some stuff. Because of course. Because we see – that move that she did that that Danielson would do. I'm yeah, sorry, Brian Dan Daniel Bryan, sorry. Yeah, no, she's doing Alicia Fox is doing very good and she's also using her uh her, her height to her yeah, her height yeah. and legs to her advantage now. I always thought she had a decent Northern Light suplex. I love her Northern Light suplex. I re- I'm a fan of that move. Um all right, on to the next good Evolution promo. It's middle, it's not good. Oh, yeah, sorry. But Evolution, uh, they cut a promo. Uh, I thought it was all over the place, and I thought it should have been better, again, for the superstars in the faction. Well, the one thing that I did take away from this that I loved, that I almost marked out for, not for what happened, but for how it happened, uh, Triple H was mid-sentence, and then the Shield ambushed them. I love the fact that, that you didn't even give the crowd a chance to react to it. Like usually uh, if a wrestler is going to get sideswiped or something from behind, um, you could hear the crowd react. Like they'll start yelling or screaming like, or watch your back or something like that when someone's coming through. I don't know how they did it, but they managed to keep the crowd quiet until that actual moment. Maybe that's just the crowd that like they didn't, they weren't paying attention. That it they, were all, been that, they were all on I, their phones playing Angry Birds because nobody cares about evolution. 
It could be that, but either way, I was a big fan of that. I was a big fan of the fans not spoiling it. I thought it was funny that Triple H called the Shield undisciplined, given his history with Degeneration X. Yeah, right. Like obviously, yeah, that's storyline wise, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nikki, Nikki Bella. So the taking Shield, on yeah, the Shield, the Shield jumped them, and then Evolution ran off. Yeah, uh, Nikki Bella taking on Natalya and getting the victory. The premise uh, of this match is just so stupid. That's the thing. This was I. I haven't been watching Total Divas, uh, but this had. I thought the match itself was good. The basis, like the storyline with the match, was stupid. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, I'm gonna have a match with you because my painting wasn't good. Shouldn't you be grateful? For whatever you receive. I mean, not that... I mean, obviously, this is storyline. But Who she knows didn't even, it? like... She didn't talk shit about the painting to Natty. She hung it up, even. Yeah, but, I mean, once it airs, you all watch it. Like, Brie, she didn't face Brie, and Brie didn't like the painting even more than Nikki didn't like your painting. I don't know. It's all storyline, brother. But I, um, I just didn't like that part. And then the fact that the, the, the other divas were judging every move during the match... Yeah, that I thought was stupid because that they weren't even on the same page with. Yeah, you have stupid fucking Eva Marie and Cameron standing next to each other holding up 69. Hey, Eva, Eva Marie, I'm a big fan of. Holding um, up 69? No. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I, but in the match, hold up, in the match, I thought they had... They had they were very good with uh, their chain wrestling. Yeah, I liked how Natty had the octopus stretch... Uh, right? That's what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had the octopus. Oh, ab- abdominal stretch. So what's the octopus then? That's what Tajiri used to do. Yeah, wasn't that? With the leg. No, because octopus, you had the leg over the head. She had she the, just... the leg pulled back. I don't think so. Yeah, but not. that's not octopus. That's just a variation of an abdominal stretch. Which isn't, I mean, isn't an octopus uh, isn't that also no, in a variation? I mean, I don't think so. I think octopus stretch, you're more stretching the arm and the neck. As opposed to the abdominal area. Well, whatever move it was, Natty had it, and then Nikki reversed it and put heart into that. Yeah, and I thought that was fantastic. Great reversals. I even liked the part where they were slapping each other. I like that. I like the reversals, the chain wrestling. It was I very good. It. I love the match. The one thing that I got out of this match too, I don't think Natalya is going to be on season three of Total Divas. Why is that? I think that they are seeing, with her being, uh, I guess, the ugly duckling of the group now, uh, being singled out by everybody besides Naomi, I think, I just have a feeling that Natalia was only on the season uh, on Total Divas so they could air the her marriage with Tyson Kidd and get views out of that. And now they're actually seeing that she's not good, she's not a good actress. None of them are. Yeah, but especially Natalia. So I, I I don't know about that. None of them I, are. I really don't think that I don't really don't think she'll be on season three. I mean, who I think they, she's gonna be, get replaced. But by who? Layla? No, maybe they're filming. Apparently, they're filming shit with her for maybe Layla. I mean, it would be cool to have a vet, uh, veteran in there because they're filming stuff. I think with her for Fandango. Yeah. Well, so. that, and then I guess we'll get up to my next thought with that one. Um, the next middle, we had Stephanie McMahon promo where Kane dragged out Daniel Bryan. I just, uh, I don't. Any thoughts? I don't 
get why, but like at the same time, I guess it continues Daniel Bryan versus Kane, but it just didn't make too much sense to me. I guess it just, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would have been all right with this going in the bads. I mean, well, I'm, it just, it's just, well, let's, let's go to the goods real fast. Well, with, no, no, no. Let's well, because, no, well, we might as well say why Kane did that. Okay. Well, I don't even know if there's any more middles left in the page anyway. Yeah, there, uh, there aren't. Yeah, all right, so let's go to the goods. But, well, skipping the first good and going to the Daniel Bryan part, like, I, I didn't know where to put this because the Daniel Bryan promo, because, like, I don't want it to sound like, oh, I'm, I'm happy that he's having neck surgery or I'm saying that it's good to have neck surgery or anything, but Daniel Bryan came out and announced that he has to have neck surgery. He had it. It was successful. And just to have that... That whole Kane thing, I didn't understand. Like, I don't know. I think it's just uh, just to play up the Daniel Bryan Kane. So the fact that once Daniel Bryan does come back, you can continue it. I mean, I, I think it, it's also to show that Kane is so brutal that he beat up Daniel Bryan backstage and dragged him out there, even though he just said that he's going to have neck surgery. Right. And I mean, now, now we'll see. This coming Monday, what's going to happen with his championships? Yeah, I mean, they're talking about possibly the authority uh, stripping him. So, Which doesn't we'll make see. sense. Didn't CM Punk, wasn't he champion for like three months, though? I, I don't recall. Like when we were at TLC. I don't recall. I, like um, he wasn't wrestling and he was injured. And I, I think he I'm was a, champion. I'm okay with them stripping him and keeping the title active. Uh, just as long as Daniel Bryan, once he's back, has that rematch. I'm not okay with it, actually. I I'm, really, I would be so pissed off because it, he could do shit from a month, a two months, three months to come back. Yeah, but even still, I think that it will keep. I will. I think it will keep Daniel Bryan. Uh, that this entire storyline, the Yes movement, and everything going a lot longer if you did strip him. Um, this way, on the road, you could. You could have him as the road to recovery and everything. He comes back uh, attacking whoever the champion is. It will go over. It's kind of like hitting the reset button as opposed to kind of hitting pause a little bit. Um, so will he be a three-time champion or? Yeah, of course. He would be a three-time champion because let's be honest. I mean, I never saw him being champion past uh, – uh, Survivor Series. Well, I see Maybe. WrestleMania 31. That's the thing. I don't. I see him being a short-time champion, and by stripping him, all you do is you elongate that period where you can, if you strip him now and you have him win it later down, you can have that WrestleMania uh, whatever match you're thinking of. I don't know. I just it. Well, we'll have to see on Monday. And yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they don't strip him. Of the championship. Um, I guess let's go back to the first good. Yeah. Uh, the Shield cutting a promo about uh, Evolution. Evolution pro, uh, limo comes rolling in, and then they all attack him. Attack the uh, Triple H. Yeah. Orton well, Rollins was saying how they're going to hunt them down, and that Evolution was good, but they can no longer evolve to beat them. And that's 
when Evolution yeah. pulled up. and Awesome stuff. I thought this was a great way to get the crowd uh, – uh, the crowd alive right yeah. at the start of Raw. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. Good booking. Yeah. Smart. Uh, you also had John Cena and the Usos taking on the Wyatt family. And winning. Um, yeah, and winning. I thought there was one spot in the match that I was a big fan of, and it happens often, but I always like it, where – and it's uh, involving Eric Rowan, surprisingly. I was a big fan of Jimmy Uso doing a crossbody to Rowan, and oh, Rowan just him. like plowing right through him, spinning him, uh, spinning oh. Jimmy Uso right off of him. I'm a big fan of that. Eric Rowan has really picked it up in the ring. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe because they're not having him in the ring <laughs> as much as uh, right. Harper. Yeah, but for the time that he is in the ring, they really are playing it up uh, very well. A little commentary note. I don't understand how Jerry Lawler is allowed to get away with the stuff that he says, like the conjugal visit line during yeah. the match. Like, why? Like, if you're the only one sitting there laughing about that, and then the other two commentators have to embarrassingly have to like cover it up. It's, it's just not good. It's not. It's not smart. Just like I mean, it's inappropriate. Don't it's do like. It. Oh, this guy looks like a the, the outcome of a conjugal visit. Yeah. Um, another good match uh, spot of the match was where John Cena had the STF locked in and Bray Wyatt broke it up with that senton splash. I thought that looked very nice. And I, I have to say that I like that John Cena is just an absolute beast with how easy it was to lift Rowan up for that attitude adjustment. Yeah, and to those Cena haters, continue. Uh, go screw yourself. Yeah, um, sure. Moving on to, I guess, uh, Curtis Axel versus Sheamus. Um, originally we didn't know who was going to face Sheamus, so we knew it was going to be one, uh, one member of Ryback's And I really popped for this moment because before the, they were trying to figure out who was going to face him, they were wearing matching headbands. Uh, they even did like a rock, paper, scissor. Um, they were, they had like their own little handshake that they did. Um, really solidifying for me that they're a legit tag team and they have a lot of potential. Yeah, now they got Axel wears the pads and Ryback wears the matching gloves. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Um, overall, it was a good match. Curtis Axel versus Sheamus, good match. Sheamus picking up the victory with the Cloverleaf. Yeah, and then uh, after that, Ryback jumped up and uh, jumped Sheamus from behind, which led into another match. I love the fact that he jumped him so quickly too. Yeah. Like it, it, like Sheamus didn't even have that in a second after Curtis Axel tapped because Ryback was right on him, attacking him for attack for uh, locking in that submission hold on his tag team partner. Yeah, so I was a big fan. So that led into the next match where Sheamus defeated Ryback. I, I do I like how uh, Ryback had Sheamus up for that shell shock. And Sheamus wiggled out and hit uh, Ryback with a bro kick. I like the fact that we saw Sheamus win both matches in two separate, in two different ways. Yeah. Uh, with the submission and then the bro kick. I didn't think of that before you said that just now, but I do. I like that too. Yeah, it show it shows how uh, versatile he is as a champion. Yeah, and combined, it was like a ten minute match, I guess maybe. Not yeah. really, but not uh, really ten minutes, but maybe less, maybe more. It, it was a very, it was very good uh, time filler. Yeah. 
Um, you had Fandango defeating, uh, no, losing to Ziggler. Yeah, um, Layla Lay- caused him to lose. Yep. But which, like, we just saw with Summer Rae, which, so I didn't understand that, but then I guess Fandango got on the mic and said it was okay. And that, yeah, because he loves her. Yeah, and then he made out with her, which, man, fuck is that. Yeah, come on now. We know Layla's married. Is she? Yeah. I think she's I don't think so. married. Yeah, I think Layla's married. I never heard she was married. Yeah. Um but all but regardless of that, that's one. Uh Summer Ray, I'm looking when was the last time we saw her? Uh besides Total three, Divas. Three weeks ago, maybe? Okay. I am very excited to see her make her return. Um, we do know that she is very good in the ring. She is very talented. Uh, I think that when she does come back, she's going to come back trying to get revenge on Fandango and uh, Layla. And I think when she does get revenge on Layla uh, for taking over her spot, getting her man, I think she's going to get over pretty big with the crowd. And I can see big things happening for Summer Rae for the rest of the year. Hopefully you- those big things aren't breast implants. Yeah, please don't get those. You're beautiful. Please don't get those. <laughs> um, just on a side note, uh, you have Summer Rae attacking Layla. Do you think she's going to bring in a new man for her? I don't know. Like, do we... Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's going to be like, yeah, I no, don't I get it. Dango because I got blank. Because I got a man. What's your man got to do with me? What is um, that? I got a man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she'll bring in someone from NXT as long. I will be happy as long as she doesn't bring in Santino. Oh yeah, definitely don't. I don't, I don't see them bringing in Santino. Yeah. I don't see them doing. Oh no. Aiden English. No. no just kidding. Justin Gabriel. Justin Tyler, Gabriel. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, but that would make him face. Yeah, I think he could work face. I don't know about that. Tyler Actually, Breeze, I don't think he has to work. I don't think he has to be a face, though. I think it no, could be. No, I don't think. I don't think that would work, though, for because Tyler Breeze is all about himself. Why would he care enough to hang out with Summer Rae? Well, I think it could be one of those things where Summer Rae is, uh, I guess, won over by his looks and everything, and she's just oblivious to how he really is. And then at some point, he. But that's just, more of a that's more of that whole Fandango Summer Rae storyline where it's like she's kind of being face and then now she'll be he'll be heel. Well, I can see like I see more like uh, Miss Elizabeth Randy Savage, like uh, belittling her, like not giving her freedom or everything like that, being yeah. very possessive. See, to me, that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. I think that Tyler Breeze with. Summer right? just and I'm only talking like maybe a month, not even, just to get uh, Summer right in there to get l- the upper hand on Layla and to introduce Ty- uh, Tyler Breeze, or maybe you could have Tyler Breeze come, have her bring in Tyler Breeze, and then have Tyler Breeze betray Summer Ray's trust and end up aligning himself with Fandango. I don't know. I think there's another blonde on the roster that could get it done with Summer Ray. Who's that? Dolph Ziggler. Ah, yeah. Cause, well, I mean, we he, just saw Ziggler pick up the victory. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I, I think that I think I'm, I'm a fan of both bookings. I'm a fan of the Tyler Breeze stuff, and I'm a fan of Ziggler. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll find out. Um, uh, up next, we had Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming out. Oh. Okay, relax, Dave. 
Sorry. Uh, he was talking up the crowd and the United States, only to be interrupted by Lana and Rusev. Uh, Rusev broke Jim Duggan's 2x4 over his knee, which I've never broke a 2x4 over my knee. Although you broke I, it over your head once, though, right? Uh, it was not a 2x4. It was a, a point two by point four. Oh, gotcha. So it was one of those, uh, it was a, like, what do you call them? Oh, a toothpick? Yeah, right? Is that, is that what it was? <laughs> um, I, I thought that, oh, and then did we, Biggie Langston came out. Yeah, well, Rusev went to attack Duggan, and Duggan was ready to go. I give him credit for that. And then Langston ran out to make the save and got beat up, which leads me to say, tell me there's no pattern there with Rusev's opponents. I don't think there's no pattern for the fact that who else are you going to be using in those spots? I mean, it's I mean, unless I you're going to unless you're going to you don't don't forget his first opponent was Zack Ryder. Yeah, but the ones that he kept beating over and over again were our truth Xavier Woods, Kofi Well, those Kingston. those two you those two it's a tag team, so you had to keep them together. Kofi Kingston, you know you're going to get a good match out of him. He's going to make him look very good. I mean, tell me anybody else that's going to do what these guys have done. But there's other, like, I, it just, and even, I mean, I said I mean, it last week, maybe two weeks ago, too, and the only other opponent that he had was Sin Cara. See, and Sin Cara. In there, but that's also, I don't know, that and then Xavier Biggie, Woods tweeted out even saying, oh, man, this is racist or something. Let's get it's the not new. racist. She Shut said, let's get, door. listen to what I'm saying. No, I know, but to him. And then he said something with like, oh, let's reform the nation or something. That's funny. So, I Um, mean. But, and then Biggie Langston, you have to have him make the save because I I even predicted this a few weeks ago saying, uh, I think that it's going to be Rusev versus Biggie Langston because Biggie Langston is. It's not predicting when you're writing it, so. Yeah, right. Well, his, like, because of his size wise. And, I mean, the only other, you have to. Rusev, you have to prove someone something now. Like you look at who, what big guys do you have in the WWE that you can take on? Yeah, but Mark Henry, not somebody you, that's going to do anything. But you have Mark Henry, Biggie Langston, and who else? Kali, Big Show. There's All right, other people. You, you have Big Show, but that's it. I mean, so out of, I mean, Big Show right now. I mean, maybe they're going to progress into Rusev versus Big Show. But I don't, I, I, I don't consider it racist at all. It all looks weird, and then you have the pictures of Rusev with the Clippers jersey on. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't find – I think it's kind of stupid when people do consider all that stuff racist. I don't think it's the any – The only opponents that he's been beating over and over again have been black. I'm sorry. I don't see color. I don't think it's racist. I think it's just yeah, – I think it's the best option for what you have. I, I mean, know. you can't have Rusev going out there against Three Man Band because they're engaged with Los Matadores. Not to what what uh, Caucasian wrestlers are on the WWE roster that you could put in there that would do the same thing that Kofi Kingston is doing. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think. Besides of Ziggler, I can't think of anyone really. But exactly, so you have to. But if I thought that. about it, there'd be names on my list. I mean, you can't. Okay, let's be the only other people. You can't throw Kurt, uh, Kurt Hawkins out there because it's not going to do anything for Rusev. You can't throw Tyson Kidd out there because it's not going to do anything. Um, after, I mean, everybody else is already engaged with other storylines. 
And I, I think it's I think it's just the way the the cards are uh, unfolding right now. And I'm I'm a okay with it. You're a okay. A okay. Uh, moving on, we had another good Cody Rhodes defeating Damian Sandow, uh, following Damian Sandow with uh, using his um, awesome mic skills. Yeah. Uh, do you want to mention his, what happened pre-show well, or well, whatever? Well, Sandow was speaking about what his position his position is in the company, basically. And uh, before Monday Night Raw, he did the same thing and had his mic cut off. Um, and then he was yelling into Josh Matthews' headset. But, I mean... Now, I just hope this doesn't end up falling into, like, the Miz category. Where we saw where he was uh, on the commentary play, uh, talking about his uh, unhappiness and everything with the company. And then... Well then, then, well, then Miz went off to film a movie. Yeah. I just hope that Sandow actually that this helps out Sandow in some way. Yeah, I do too, considering that he had one of the best matches of the freaking year. I, I, I still consider it one of the matches of the year. Well, I basically just said that, so. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was, a fantastic match. In case you guys missed it, go back and watch him versus John Cena when he tried to cash in his briefcase, which he... I feel like he, I still feel like he should have cashed it in and won. Yeah, I. If anything, I think that he should have had his rematch. And he was so over, and the fans were absolutely loving it. WWE really dropped the ball with that. Uh, the following Raw, I mean, I think that's when they started his losing streak because he saw how yeah uh, good absolutely. he was. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Um, so we saw Cody Rhodes pick up the victory following a cheap, very cheap eye rake and then a disaster kick. Well, you got to do what you got to do to win. Uh, you think they're postponing Goldust versus Cody? So when? I don't know, but the past two weeks, they've been getting along. Um, well, no, it wasn't last week he got knocked off. Oh, last week. Okay, well, then sm I think SmackDown and Raw then, I'm thinking. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, maybe I mean, Cody will cheat more and more to win. And Goldust will be like, oh, I'm not having that. Ah, ah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think about that. That's a good motive. I mean, after the match, we didn't see Cody and Goldust have any problems together. So right. who knows? Yeah. Um, we also had a Bray Wyatt promo. Yeah, a very about, good promo about John Cena. And from my understanding, I guess what from what I gathered from the promo, did he challenge him to a last man standing match at? I was payback. I don't know if it was a last man standing match or an I quit match. Well, he goes, John, you're going to be, you say that you can out, I don't know. He said something about standing and but he we'll also, see who will be the But last. he also mentioned about how John Cena always says never give up. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, could it be a submission match? I mean, he pretty much in his promo had three possible matches. Well, to me, there was just one. <laughs> to me, I heard last man standing, I quit, and submission. So, yeah, but I what's mean, submission? Who's like Bray doesn't have submission moves, does he? For all you know, yeah, for all I know. But actually, hey, you know, honestly, I I would never say never. Okay. Um, in the main event, you had Batista taking on Roman Reigns in losing effort. No, well, it went to no contest. I thought Reigns picked up the victory. No, nope, it went to a no contest. And that is why I did not like that. Okay. Evolution tried to get involved, but the Shield fought them off. And uh, Stephanie brought out all the heels to have that have been helping the Authority as of late. 
Um, wait, wait, wait. How did they never announce that it was a no contest though? Yeah, it was just it just ended. <clears throat> okay, why didn't Roman Reigns win by DQ? If um, Triple H, okay, this is the spot that's going to. I guess because really the Shield right also got involved, but no. But no, I Roman Reigns was going to go for the Superman punch, and then right. Triple H pulled him to the outside of the ring, right there. DQ. Yeah, no, you're right, but. Then, That's a DQ then, right there, and he was going to go for a pedigree on him on the outside. Yeah, but then the eleven guys came out, and um, you're, you're was completely a, right. I mean, there was a good spot during the match where Triple H and Orton prevented Roman Reigns from doing that apron drop kick, and then Ambrose and Rollins uh, did the suicide dives. Yeah, um, to kind of clear the path for him. I thought that was good. I was a big fan of the end of the. Raw with the chairs and everything. I loved, like, everyone was holding Roman Reigns back, and he, like, that got out of it and hit Triple H with a spear out of nowhere. Yeah, and I then, thought that was great. Oh, I marked out for the, the yeah, are you going to say? Well, I, don't, I was going to say it was exciting to see the Shield bring the chairs in and clear the ring and then have Dean Ambrose do the headlock driver onto one and then the curb stomp onto the other for Seth Rollins. Yeah, I marked the fuck out for that when they, when... Ambrose did the headlock driver and Rollins did the curb stomp right onto the chairs. I marked for those. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was a great um, ending. Also, hey, Brodus Clay was out there. Yeah, he's been with them, hasn't he? I don't know. I, I don't think so. And with that long hair of his now? Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, moving on. On main event, we had Emma defeating Alicia Fox and then Alicia Fox going crazy again. Yeah, that's uh, what she was. She was kept kissing Byron Saxon and the other guy. I I don't think so. I saw her. She I'm was telling you she did. If I'm remembering that, that happened. She was kissing the guy that she slapped on Raw. But she kissed them too. I don't think so. You just weren't paying attention. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about who she kisses anyway. I'll still kiss her. Um, okay, relax, Borat. Sorry. I think she's amazingly beautiful. Um, she's not ugly. What you don't think she's attractive? No, the one flaw of hers is that belly button. Belly I, don't, button. I don't like Audi. I don't like Audi. <laughs> they, they creep me out. That's funny. I, I think she's so hot. I think she's one of the most attractive women on the roster. No, I'm saying she's not ugly. Yeah. Like she, yeah, she's hot. Um, I guess let's talk about NXT a little bit. Uh, because we have that May 29th, we have that uh, NXT, NXT live takeover. The NXT takeover. On the network. Which I said um, we're taking over last week. Yeah, they're all building up for it. Uh, Ascension had a, uh, picked up a victory uh NXT, and then El Local and Kalisto came out to challenge them. This is, I'm, I really do hope this is the end of their title run. And I, Kalisto and El Local pick up the victory in, in later on May. The one thing that stood out to me was Kalisto and uh, El Local got no reaction. At all. And I don't even know if... I mean, the crowd was chanting... I think they were chanting no instead of Lucha. Oh, uh, really? I couldn't tell. I tried to look it up to see... Like on Twitter, see if anybody was saying anything. I think they were saying no, no, no instead of Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. That's weird. I didn't, I didn't hear that. I Maybe mean... I didn't just pay attention more. I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Uh, which... Uh, it would be disappointed if what I heard, what I think I heard, was true. Yeah. Um, but I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Kalisto. I'm just gonna say it now. Uh, the WWE they had a, they usually have a WWE inbox on the YouTube channel. 
Um, and they had a question of what NXT wrestler do you want to see be brought up? So people were saying Emma was going with Bailey. People were going with Tyler Breeze, Sami Zayn. Um, and then they asked Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Jeez. Paul Heyman. And his response was his clients, uh, the people that he has signed. And that he he made reference to them. I'm thinking that he may have signed the Ascension as well, his latest clients. We'll find out on that May Takeover show. Yeah, we also had uh, the NXT Women's Championship tournament continue and play out. Uh, Charlotte defeated Alexa Bliss. She shouldn't. She's not a good wrestler. She really isn't. Charlotte. She, yeah, she has that. Like, who am I to fucking judge people on wrestling skills? Well, but, I mean, Rocky Johnson did help you. No, stop so. saying that. She had that. She just has like that dance background stuff, like the cheerleader a- a- acrobatic moves that she just like her flip overs, like the snapmares or whatever she did. Just not good. Yeah, I'm not sold on Charlotte. I don't think I, I could see her not going anywhere. The only reason she's with the company is because of her dad. Yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss, I marked out after realizing one thing. She did that 450 roll through. But the thing I marked out for, she did it from the second rope. I mean, I was watching clips. AR Fox does the same exact 450 roll through from the top rope. Alexa Bliss is doing it from the second rope. Alexa Bliss is 4-7. No shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. But even, I mean, isn't AR Fox? <laughs> AR Fox but, is 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> but, I mean, shit. even still, to do to be able to get a 450 off of a, the second rope, I think that is pretty impressive. Women are lighter, maybe. I don't know. No, they. I mean, she's a, she's a small girl. I mean, but she's hooking it very good. Wow. Um, wow. Well, hook, hooking the legs and everything. <laughs> no, she's I, making it look very good. I didn't um, think you meant hooking otherwise. Yeah, definitely Air Fox caliber 450 roll throughs. Um, I'm going to, you know, for a fact, once she hits a 450 splash, if she does, it's going to be my markout moment. She's not hitting the 450 splash, Dave. Get that through your head. Uh, finisher wise, Charlotte. Her finisher is called the Bow Down to the Queen. Really? Why? What do you think, man? I don't like the fact that it's so... similar to Triple H's? Kind of. No, because it's just a long finisher name, Bow Down to the Queen. Oh, she's going to hit the Bow Down to the Queen. Who used to have... Somebody used to have, like, the really long... Shit, man, I wish I could remember. Oh, Saturn? Oh, well, what was his? His was the... The... Uh, yeah, cross family credenza. There's people with longer finisher names, like the for the uh, two handed cross family credenza or something like that. Yeah, but um, I'm not a fan of a long finisher name. So I mean, and then uh, just back to the tournament, we're going to see Natalia versus Sasha Banks next week, and winner will take on Charlotte at that NXT takeover. Um, in the main event, we saw Sami Zayn versus Ty- Tyler Breeze versus Tyson Kidd. Good match. Yeah. I thought I, it was a, did you like – what about the ending? Remind me of what happened. I remember liking the ending. Uh, Sammy, all right, Tyson Kidd and Breeze were in the turnbuckle area. Kidd was on the turnbuckle. Um, Sami Zayn nailed Breeze with a halufa kick. Right. 
And then, and then he got looked, thrown off. It, he was climbing up to the turnbuckle to Tyson Kidd. I it was, looked iffy. I was starting to stand on my feet because I thought maybe, just maybe, he was going for the brain buster. I thought yeah, for well, sure. He ended out on the outside of the ring and then Tyson Kidd picked up the victory. Yeah, following an elbow drop. Yeah. Are you are you okay with that? Tyson Kidd winning with an elbow drop? I mean, that's his move. That's his finish. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't just an elbow drop, Dave. It was oh. elbow drop number seven. Oh, I should have known better. <laughs> I guess the other one, two, one, three, six wasn't just good enough. I don't know. No, um, elbow drop number three is Shawn Michaels, which Kurt Hawkins does. <laughs> um, Those numbers aren't correct, folks. I don't know. It's just, just Josh. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to – we have some outside the ring WWE news. Uh, WWE uh, – rumor had – I mean these are all rumors. WWE has signed with uh, – well, De- Prince Devitt has signed with WWE. Apparently, he will be reporting to developmental within one to two months. Um, this is awesome news. I am flipping out about it. Sounds it. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I'm I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy about it. I'm if you flipping don't, out if you don't know it. any of Prince Devitt, go look up Prince Devitt Fergal Devitt on YouTube. Uh, look up his stuff as at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Look it up anywhere you can. Uh, Prince Devitt is coming to the WWE, and I am very excited and looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Um, WXW trainee, uh, the Alpha. Of graduate. the Wild Samoans. Huh? Graduate. Not yes, trainee. graduate. Sorry, not training. Graduate. Um, Noah Kakoa signed with the WWE. So that's going to be interesting. He's a, a big wrestler. So hopefully with his height and everything, they bring him in and they get rid of Kali. I wonder if he's Simone. Why? How tall is he? I think he's very tall. Uh, hmm. he, I mean, from pictures, he looks very, very tall. I think he's Hawaiian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's Hawaiian. <laughs> Um, Roman Reigns and Randy Orton had a big collision at, uh, the Glasgow. They had a kerfuffle? Glasgow, Glasgow, uh, Glasgow event. Um, it looked like Roman Reigns was, it was a live event. Roman yeah, they Reigns, were in a cage match. Yeah, you go ahead and talk about it. Well, I don't really even know what happened. Like, the camera moves away, but like Roman Reigns maybe was going for a spear, maybe, and Randy Orton was going to go for that scoop power slam that he does. Yeah. Scoop. And then I guess they somehow he collided into Orton and now he got busted open. Yeah, I guess Roman Reigns was uh, going trying to hit the spear, and there was just some sort of a miscommunication. Maybe he didn't hear him say power slam, or Randy Orton was just improving it. Um, I don't think that Randy Orton should be doing that power slam. I'm always very worried with it. Why he just, does it always great every single time. I get so nervous because of how quick the power slam is. Oh, God, I get so nervous. He couldn't be doing that move anymore. All I see is a power slam with the person's no, head. No, don't say it. Don't mat. say it, man. Why I you got to jinx moves I like don't want to see that. But now you jinxed it. Oh, man, now I'm not going to continue with it. Uh, Sakamoto may get re-signed by the WWE. Um, there's rumors that he may get signed to be a translator for, uh, Kenta. Who is Sakamoto? Uh, the guy that was with Tensai. Oh, he's, he got released? Yeah, he got released a while ago. Oh. 
Yeah, he got released a while ago. But I was it, I was thinking Cicada, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's funny. Yeah, no, apparently they may resign him just to be a translator. Uh, Kurt Angle is going to be undergoing uh, ACL surgery. Wait, so Kenta doesn't speak any English? I think very, very minimum. Maybe he's fucking selling it like Muda like was. Like Muda? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle underwent ACL surgery. Um, now he's posting a bunch of YouTube videos about hashtag my comeback. Uh, it's worth checking out. Apparently by the time that he gets back, recover, fully recovered from the ACL surgery, his TNA contract is up. <laughs> It'll be WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble or something. And yeah, everyone's like, Oh my God, Kurt Angle's not in TNA anymore. I mean, uh, and, and the, the thing Royal I, Rumble surprise entrance. Can the happen. thing I marked out about was in the video. He doesn't have anything TNA clips, but the last picture that's shown is Kurt Angle in WWE um, with the gold medal around his neck. So I would mark out beyond belief if Kurt Angle comes back to the WWF, WWE. See all those um, memes, the Daniel Bryan memes? No. Not that it's funny, but, well, I don't know. It's comical at least. Uh, it's like a meme of Daniel Bryan that says, I have to get neck surgery and then... It's like another picture of Angle that says, I wrestle with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, look at, think about all the, Matt, like Kurt Angle has Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle, is that what you're going to say? No, not even. Ziggler versus Kurt Angle. I was Angle. just going to say the next thing I was going to say, Angle versus Dolph Ziggler, is that what you're going to say? I mean, there's so many wrestlers that are currently with the WWF, WWE that, wow. uh, I know, I keep on going back and forth now. How many years have been? <laughs> Uh, Kurt Angle hasn't been with the WWE in so long that there's so many new wrestlers there that he hasn't faced. Um, I'm very, I'm looking forward to it if this if this this does happen. Yeah, well, I think he's going on uh, seven or eight years now out of WWE. That's wild. Yeah. Um, did you see how it's SmackDown? Apparently, it may be going live. I did not see that. Yeah, apparently there's rumors going around that SmackDown may be live on Tuesdays now. Tuesdays? Man, don't do that to me. Yeah, uh, I think Jim Ross even made mention to it in his uh, blog this week. I can't do Tuesdays live, man. I, I think can't. that would be a, But then you would have to find a way to fill in time for Friday. But they don't. maybe they don't need Friday. I don't know. I feel like Friday's a prime time to do something, though. Well, on TV, maybe, but you have if you do SmackDown live, then you have, let's say on the network, you have main event on Tuesday, then you have SmackDown right after it, and then Thursday you have NXT. Huh. But that's that not work. obviously that's going to be network. That's not going to be live on television. I yeah, just but don't. You have to have it live on television on SmackDown. What? I it has be, to be live on television. SmackDown. Oh, I thought you were talking about NXT. No, but I don't think I can't do... Man, that sucks. Yeah, I get the traveling schedule and everything would be Tuesdays, but to have to have to sit down for a live Monday Night Raw on Monday and then, oh, nope, tomorrow, Tuesday, live SmackDown. Can't do anything Tuesday. I guess you could always do the... Uh, what do they usually do? Oh, it's just main event, right? On Tuesday yeah. nights? Yeah. I guess you would just flip that over to Monday, uh, Fridays. No. Um, yeah, I don't know how they would work it. Main, it would be the same thing. Main event airs live on 
the the network, and then they would do, I guess, live SmackDown on Sci-Fi. I don't know. At the same time, what do you mean at the same time? They 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 tape main event oh, yeah, before do SmackDown. Before. But don't they do like special events though on Tuesdays? No. Like tribute to the troops and stuff like that. Isn't that usually on Tuesdays? I don't think so. It's just whenever they record it. No. Word. All right. Let's move on to a musical interlude this week. Uh, this song comes from Sky Burns Red. It is entitled Pens Down. Uh, and we'll be back here on Marking Out. Hands of those who want to watch us fail But if you do climb up the pyramid in time You won't enjoy it and to cry your name Top last axel, take up, let's go This is what he's counting on his eyes Rolling down the hill with him You never will begin, no, 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 nothing will begin, no Take aim and line your shot Hold your breath and fire it up there's nothing left to lose, yeah, we confess on the enemies, but can we capture your abuse, or does your opinion have the power to undo us? Does your opinion mean a single thing at all if there's no one here to listen to it? Hands Burns Red, and you just listen to Pens Down. You can go find that song and their entire album entitled Machine uh, Machines. Go find it on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. You can go check them out at sky, uh, facebook.com slash skyburnsred. You could all find, also find them on Twitter at skyburnsredband. Um, you can see them live if you would like. In the UK, they have a few uh, upcoming concerts at the Vic Fest 2014. Swindon. That's, that's with a V, right? Yeah. Okay. And a Homegrown Festival 2014, all in the UK throughout July and August, September. 
So go check them out. Uh, awesome, awesome CD. Highly, highly suggest you go purchase whatever you... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Want. But yeah, title, the album is Machines, Artist, Sky Burns Red. Thank you very much for uh, allowing us to play your music as well. Um, if you would like, if you as a listener would like us to play any of your music, if you are in a band, if you are a solo artist, if you are a poet, a comedian, or whatever you choose, if you want us to give you some exposure, please email us at markinout1 at gmail.com or tweet to us or get us on Facebook, and we'll definitely get in touch with you in regards to that. Um, let's move on to, okay, take a deep breath. You take the deep breath. Oh, okay. I understand why he's telling you to take a deep breath, folks. Yeah, you may want to because <laughs> we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I mean very, very little bit. Uh, Bully Ray invaded. No, nobody cares about that shit. Okay. Um, I guess the main thing to just say is that over this past week or whatever, they had a, a Met Gala in New York City. and Where are you uh, going with this? Well, and Beyonce was in an elevator with Jay-Z and her oh. sister Solange. Yeah, whoever – the sisters started fighting Jay-Z in the elevator. Uh, it blew up on social media, TMZ, all that crap. Uh, straight, straightforward, nobody gives a shit. Well, I don't give a shit. Boys, can we, uh, can we maybe wrap this into a storyline? Yes, and it was written in this storyline a little bit as they entitled the YouTube video Crazy. Uh, and it showed Dixie Carter getting in an elevator with Rockstar Spud and a few other people and reenacting that entire JD Beyonce sister Jay-Z, skit. bro. Who'd I say? JD. Uh, same thing. Uh, I still don't care. Uh, yeah, they ended up reenacting the entire thing in an elevator. It's just so stupid. Yeah. I mean, I would laugh if it was meant as a comedy thing, but I really don't know. I think they may have been serious. It's just pathetic. It really uh, is pathetic. Yeah, just to show more the pathetic, uh, how pathetic they are becoming. Uh, apparently, they're having a lot of concerns with money-wise, to the point where a lot, uh, many people in production were upset about being paid, uh, about the lack of being paid or not being paid enough. Where in the middle of last week's uh, TNA tapings, they actually threatened to walk out on the entire event. Until the point where uh, DNA management had to dish out checks on the spot. Um, <laughs> Did those so, bounce or what? I don't know, but <clears throat> apparently uh, the tension is uh, is very very heated backstage right now with production with wrestlers. I mean, if you, I mean, just add to another cutback. I mean, besides Sabin Daniels, uh, Kazarian is now not with the company, and neither is Hernandez. Uh, two years ago, we had sixty. They had sixty wrestlers on the roster. Now they only have thirty-three. So all the wrestlers uh, that slept with Dixie are getting fucking released. Yeah, right. Uh, props to you. Um, so talking about Kazarian uh, Impact Live this week, Kazarian faced off against Crazy Steve of the Menagerie. Um, I like the fact that the entire match they had the music played. Wait, didn't I mention that? I think I mentioned it last time. About how it would be cool if they played it during the match, like New Jack's theme song. Yeah, actually, you did, yeah. Interesting. Uh, they had lights going off and on. I thought that Crazy Steve and the Freak worked very well together. Yeah, um, when he went, he almost got pushed off, and the Freak's just sitting there doing the one-arm push-ups with yeah. him. Yeah. 
Like I like that. I like that. Crazy Steve was like he wasn't really having a. He was having a match. He was he having was, a, a gag or whatever. Yeah, was it? he was putting on a show. He was making like he was having a laugh. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. I mean, what, he even did a body splash to his balloon set he had. What really pissed me off was the ending. Uh yeah. Can, can, got, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you even get to it, Kazarian gets to. <coughs> excuse me. Kazarian is on the outside of the ring way past 10 seconds. There is no way a 10 count, how he outlasted a 10 count. He's outside of the ring. As the referee is talking or count, I don't even know if he was counting. Uh, Crazy Steve comes up behind the referee and pants him. Yeah, uh, and Crazy Steve got DQ'd for pantsing the ref. Yeah, as opposed to like that's Kazarian so getting counted out. But not even like you don't get DQ'd for pantsing the ref. Yeah, I think that's stupid because that doesn't like there was no harm in that. But what I liked was Crazy Steve is so crazy that he's laughing at it and loving the fact that that just happened. Um, why didn't okay? Kazarian's not with the company anymore. Why wouldn't you have him put over Crazy Steve? Yeah, I like know. I mean, you. But could, it's not. It didn't what what the outcome of it didn't hurt the thing though. No, it didn't hurt because Crazy Steve legit came off like he has a screw loose. Like he's out there to en- to entertain you, but he's also not to be trusted. Um, but I think that he should have hit a finisher on Kazarian. I didn't and- notice. I was too busy staring at Rebel. Freak! <laughs> yeah. um, but was, I thought that, that the entire- I thought that Kazarian should have put him over. I, I thought it was fine. I just thought the ending was so f- stupid. Yeah. Um, once again, please, please bring in those people I mentioned uh, to join them. Um, also, what's that? I didn't say anything. Oh. And then the only thing that really note is uh, Kenny King interfered in MVP versus Eric Young, uh, causing the DQ. But then the, ref, uh, the MVP was trying to get the ref to re- restart the match. He wouldn't restart the match. Then Bobby Lashley was making a save for our, uh, for Eric Young, and he betrayed Eric Young. It looks like we have a little bit of a stable going, MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Kenny King. Which means TNA beat WWE to it. With what? With Xavier Woods, R-Truth, Kofi Kingston, Biggie Langston. <laughs> yeah, so good, good job, TNA, for beating the WWE to it, but too bad nobody gives a shit because this entire segment had no reaction. It was just confusing. The crowd didn't care. The crowd didn't get it. It wasn't even conf- – I wouldn't even say confusing. I wouldn't even say get it. It's more – I'm saying confusing still because all of a sudden MVP is the heel. It's like – Well, MVP has been the heel. Yeah, but for how long? It's still like – that's few, still For like a month. Yeah, but it's still like we still don't get it. Like why? Like it makes I get no it. sense. MVP is the heel. Yeah, but it just doesn't make sense. I think – you have Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's – what? Are you trying to cover up because you haven't been watching? No, I've seen it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, he split off from the Wolves and everything, but it's like, it just, I don't know. The whole thing with MVP being brought in the way he was just didn't make sense. And then to quickly jump from that, and then now the, the stable that's a heel where Bobby Lashley, he wasn't fucking, he wasn't a heel last week. Right? I, I don't I don't think that any of this is, well, that's because it's a right. heel turn. No, I, I understand that. I mean, that's, it, where, then, that's, where the, that's where that was supposed to be the big moment where, the crowd's like, oh, Bobby Lashley is going to help our champion, Eric Young, because he's getting beaten up by Kenny King and MVP. And Bobby Lashley is going to 
helps make the save. And then Bobby Lashley spears Eric Young. Like, it's just, there was no reaction to it. I think that they were really hoping to get a big pop when Bobby Lashley's music hit. And when he ran down to the ring, I think they wanted the crowd to react like, uh, holy shit, get him. Like, And then when he turned on them, just to be like, what's going on? But there was none of that. If like, this nothing, is their answer to evolution, then geez. Like nothing in this entire segment had any reaction from the crowd. It, I don't even – it wasn't confusion. I'm not going to say it was confusion. I think it was just the lack of care. Nobody cares in the audience for this. Um, so I think the, the TNA really should take uh, recognition of this. Um, and just to furthermore about recognition, uh, Dixie Carter has to realize what she can do and what she can't do on Twitter and social media. Um, well, playing, out story, playing out storylines, okay, fine, play out storylines. Just for the record, you never see Vince McMahon playing out a storyline on Twitter. Nor do you ever see Vince McMahon really on Twitter unless it's to uh, promote um, – uh, the Special Olympics or something uh, monumental that they're working alongside with, uh, some sort of a project. Um, but Dixie Carter taking a shot at Jim uh, Ross where someone tweeted to her. It was and, a fake Jim Ross that tweeted Yeah, to her. it was a fake Jim Ross that tweeted to her. And she tweeted back saying, it's official, you know as little as the real JR. Um, so taking a jab at JR... And then there was another part where a fan... Probably wrote, because Jim Ross probably turned her down so many times. Yeah, and then there's, an, there's another part where uh, a fan tweeted into Dixie Carter in regards to the ratings dropping. And she, respo- she responded to the fan, holy shitballs, that's funny, but you have it wrong. When the fan compared it to their uh, MVP's character being... Uh, similar to Triple H. Which I she, just said, is that the answer to evolution? Well, but she actually said, holy shitballs to us. She's, she's so stupid. She doesn't, she doesn't get it. She does, she's so stupid. I, where is her uh, publicist to control her? Tina can't afford a publicist. Seriously, like, if you, honestly, they should be firing a lot of the production staff because they don't want to be there anyway. They want their paycheck that they are not getting. And a lot of the wrestlers don't want to be there because, let's face it, a lot of them are underpaid and still need a second or third job just to pay for their rent. So I think that let's free some of that space and get yourself a publicist. Get not just one. Get yourself two publicists. Because just in case the first one really messes up here and there, the second one will catch it. Because Dixie Carter needs a publicist so damn bad to keep her Twitter on on hold. Maybe she maybe is, they can hire Ignacio. What was his name? I don't know. But she's that, a dumbass. That, the one that used to tweet for Sandow, quote unquote. I don't know. But she is a dumbass. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I already mentioned all that stuff. So, anything more to talk about TNA? Yeah, if you want to pay, what was it, like 40 bucks for an umbrella, a Willow umbrella? Check it oh, out. Yeah, if you want to, yeah. There are <laughs> absurd prices on the TNA shop or whatever, T- TNARipoff.com. Um, everything that they have is so overly priced. To think that they could even charge the same prices as WWE um, or even anywhere else, you need money. You need money 
You need money. I can't believe this that shirt- Aces and Eights mask once sold for like thirty five bucks, now for like five bucks. Yeah, but it's just it's just so pathetic. It's just I don't know. Yeah, they really have to get a grip of of what's going on with that company. Yeah. Um, a company that does have a grip though with what they are doing is Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, PWG sold our souls for rock and roll is going to be taking place on uh, May 23rd in uh, uh, California. The main event you're going to be seeing the champion Adam Cole defend his championship against Kyle O'Reilly in a submission or knockout only match. I am very, I'm looking forward to this match. I saw them in Ring of Honor with their singles match, and every time that they have been matched up together, it's been one for the ages. It's been very, very good. Uh, these are both two very young wrestlers that know exactly what they're doing in the ring. Um, you're going to have a ton more matches, uh, so go check it out. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, May 23rd. You're also going to have uh, Valkyrie Wrestling. Um, they're going to be having the international... Uh, Valkyrie Women's Professional Wrestling, Valkyrie won the International Joshi Grand Prix. Uh, Going to be taking place on May 24th from the Ludus Wrestling School in Brooklyn, New York. You could see a bunch of first-round matches taking place like Sumi Sakai versus Mistress Belmont, Lovers Negra versus Jesse Bell Summers, and a ton more. You'll see Mickey Knuckles versus Casey Carlisle. Um, so you may want to go check that out. It's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, at Ludus uh, Wrestling School in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, go check out ValkyrieWomens.com uh, for any further details. Tickets are only $20. And it, it seem, it's their first ever show, and it's always worth going to a first ever show. You never know what's going to be going on. Um, and I think that's really all we have. Yeah, so Dave, you got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to those that promoted us during Monday Night Raw and throughout the entire week. Uh, so, should I do this in any sort of uh, thing or nah? Pushing it. I don't. That's pushing it. All right. If you if you want to hear it in some sort of a way, leave it in the comments. Uh, Eric at Montreal Broski MTL. Looking forward to. Uh, Seeing our little uh, your Canadians take on the Rangers, uh, going to be some awesome uh, games upcoming. Very exciting series. Yes, unfortunately, the Canadians will win. <laughs> um, also, it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited for it. Uh, also, Jasmine at Reverse Enemsage, the President Bits at President Bits, and B Montem B at NYWC underscore Sign Guy. Uh, thank you all very much for promote, promoting us. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, appreciated that as well. Yeah, especially because we didn't uh, really live tweet till the end of Raw. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also, Lance Anawahi, he has a fan site up. So go check out Lance-Anawahi.com. Uh, you can see him wrestling and defending his WXWC4 heavyweight championship at the shows in uh, Pennsylvania, May 30th and May 31st. Go check it out, WXWC4.com. You can also see Lance Anawahi just newly announced for uh, House of Hardcore in June. Uh, I think that's in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, yeah, so go it's, ch- it's also in Philadelphia. 
Yeah, and they have a show in Philadelphia. So go check Lance out. Um, you can see all of his other upcoming events at lance-anawahid.com. Um, awesome guy. Um, also, go check out On Your Mark uh, Pro Wrestling Talk Show. It is funny as hell as it is hosted by the 10-year undefeated backyard wrestling entertainment champion, Mark E. Extreme. I think now it might be 11-year. I think when the, when the first trailer came out, I think it was July 2013. I don't know. I thought it was this year. No, nah, it was July 2013 that the first one was uploaded. Huh. Well, go check out uh, On Your Mark. It's on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash onyourmarkshow, uh, facebook.com slash onyourmarkshow, and Twitter at OYMshow. Uh, he sits down with RVD, Brian Kendrick, Joey Ryan, John Morrison, and a ton more uh, pro wrestlers. Not really a ton. Well, not not yet. He's just building into it. But they're very funny, um, very funny interviews, and it's intentionally bad. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, but regardless, that's, that's true. Uh, fans should definitely go check out On Your Mark. Uh, very, very funny. Did I plug it already or no? I think so, yeah. Okay, well, just in case, youtube.com slash on your mark show. Um, Brandon, you got any shout outs? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout outs. Family Guy is the first shout out. This past week, Rollo, who is now, I guess, Cleveland's stepson, they all moved back to Cohog. And uh, Rollo was reading Chris the Rock's autobiography, and I thought it was pretty funny uh, to hear that. Awesome. The second is an anti-shout-out going to Sony. Uh, Apparently, my PlayStation 3 no longer reads the discs, and I called them to see what's up with that, and they said that their fix was to either send it in for $80 and lose some of my stuff, and then they said, maybe it's time to upgrade to PlayStation 4. Like, who the fuck are they to tell me it's time to upgrade to PlayStation 4, especially when PlayStation 4 doesn't play PlayStation 3 games? You know, you didn't have that many problems when you played NES and uh, Sega, just saying. Yeah, I like that's like the thing. Like, I can still plug my N64 in and it'll still work. I can still plug my Sega Genesis in, I'm sure, and it'll still work. Yeah. So. But it's like... Yeah, so I now I have to. I'm just gonna do it myself. She goes, "Well, if you do that, then you wa- you void the warranty. Like there is no fucking warranty in the first place." Yeah, the, obviously she's there's like, no warranty if they're not taking it back. She's like, "No, they will take it back for eighty bucks or whatever." Yeah, she goes, "Well, then if you do it yourself, you're not gonna have if you, if if it goes wrong, you can't send it back to us at all." And it's like, "Fuck you, you stupid bitch." Or if you do it right, you don't have to pay eighty dollars. Yeah, you could. I mean, they sell disk drives here for your. You could do it yourself. They have, yeah, I, honestly, I would just do it yourself. But then I like I, I'm I'm gonna have to have somebody do it for me. Like I I don't trust myself doing that. Watch some YouTube videos. Do it yeah, yourself. I'm not instead of paying. I'm gonna it. have no. I'm gonna have somebody do it for me. That works. But uh, yeah, and then the third one, Carvel gets the last shout out. Uh, it was my birthday on Friday, and uh, they followed me, so it was pretty awesome. And I uh, witnessed this reaction to the okay, following. Relax, Dan. And uh, boy, oh boy, was Brandon happy and excited that he got this follow from Carvel. Okay, relax there. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think you can even sugarcoat this one, Brandon. Okay, relax there, Dave. The smile on his face. Holy shit. And it's time to relax there. <laughs> All right. No, it is, it is time for our, our That's right, our marked out moment of the week. Dave, take it away and I'll jump in with you. Well, jump on in because this past, this past weekend. I'm weekend... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, you're too funny. I can't sometimes. Screw off. Uh, sometimes I just want to shake you very, very That's quickly. That's also a weird thing to say. Um, um, not like that. Yeah, well, you said. I mean, it. shaking your head. Well, yeah, well, I'm still saying it. Not right. like that either. <laughs> Shaking your cranium. Yep, still kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dragon Mania took place this uh, past weekend in Mexico City, Mexico. At Arena Mexico. At Arena Mexico, I yes. I assume that's what it's called. I, I, I hope so. It's basically, if you've never heard of that, if you don't watch Luchador, uh, Lucha Libre, I'm sorry, uh, that is basically the Madison Square Garden of Mexico. So yeah, they, they were completely sold out. And two uh, two of our friends wrestled on the card. Um, uh, the Prince of Aesthetics, Damian Gibbs, Aesthetics? wrestled. Huh? Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yeah. Uh, took on uh, Veneno uh, in a match, and unfortunately, he lost in the quarterfinal match to him. And then we also have another friend on the card, Rob Rage. Oh no, I mean. <laughs> Chris Payne. Chris, yes, Chris Payne. Took on Ultimo Dragon and lost. But uh, that's that's so awesome. Like yeah. I, I marked out seeing the pictures of them from Mexico and just like it's Mexico. And I've been to Mexico. I've never seen Lucha Libre in Mexico, but I, I love Mexico. And uh, just to see two people that we knew before they were – or as they yeah when when they first started training to see them go inter internationally now to mexico and wrestle yeah can't, it's awesome i mean i i can definitely speak for the both of us in saying this but we're both very proud of the two of them yeah absolutely uh, we're proud of all of them but these two uh in the regards that they are now in uh uh mexico putting on uh matches i think that's just unbelievable uh, couldn't be any more happy for them uh, yeah. and and uh, the pro wrestling syndicate school. Um, it just shows you that you could start anywhere um, and you never know where you're going to end up. Yeah, um, and uh, I guess just to give the final resultados of the whole tournament, um, Ultimo Guerrero ended up beating Tiger Ali to, to win the whole tournament. Yeah. So, um, if you want to train with uh, Damian Gibbs and Chris Payne, you could go check out ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Uh, you like, could also like, check out Creative Pro Wrestling. Yes, you can. You could uh, check that out. Um, yeah, that is our podcast this week. No, no. Oh, yeah, my bad. I was going to say, no, we need the mark out moment of the week. <laughs> oh, you just had me thinking, which I was like, wait, no, we just did it. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. You can go and listen to past episodes on markingout.com. Leave a comment, please. We will read your comments, all of them, uh, and respond to them. 
Um, you could also go check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash out. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. You could check us out on uh, – what's that other thing we have? Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. Radio. Yep, Stitcher Radio on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Five stars, please. Um, let's get us into the top ten. Yes, go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And go follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And And we we wish wish you you the best of luck luck in your future future endeavors. endeavors. Have a great week. Arr! 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 Arr!